Hey everyone, this is episode number 119 of the Classic Gaming Podcast. Today's date is January 8th, 2019. Which reminds me, uh, Jay, on, on our last episode, uh-huh. we rec- it was episode 118 and we recorded it on December 18th, 2018. It was planned, right? We talked about this ahead of time. Yeah, it was totally planned. We planned it out like when we started the podcast. We were like, we're going to work this out. Yeah, five years in, we're going to try and do one right on <laughs> yeah. the date. I'm Robert Ring. With me is Jay Totoro. Okay, I was wondering, like, who else is here? Uh, just us. Just you and okay, me. Okay, good, 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 good. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, just don't tell anybody. Okay. Especially not Lisa. Did you have a good Christmas slash holiday season? Uh, it was all right. Just, I had to work a ton. I had to work a ton. Uh, it was all right. I saw some of my family I haven't seen in a long time. Some good, some bad. I. I hear that. You know, typical family uh, structures, right? I understand. How about you? Uh, Mine was pretty good. Mine was good. Overall. Anything notable? Uh, Not a whole lot. Anybody get so drunk they made mistakes? No, the people that I... My family members don't have to get drunk to make mistakes. Oh, no. Yeah. I at least have that much going for me where I can at least enjoy the first 90 minutes of <laughs> all of get-togethers. Yeah. That's uh, well, that's good. That's good. Did you get anything, any good stuff? Uh, what was probably the no- most notable thing that I got? I, I, I'm really, I got a lot of stuff for camping. So I got, oh, uh, cool. I got a hammock and um, a cover for it and a few other items. Try to, oh, I, I bought it. Oh, no, you already know I bought a Switch for myself. Uh, no, right. that's probably the most notable thing is the hammock. Hammocks are freaking expensive, but also really nice. Cool. Uh oh, there is one, huh? I said how about you. Uh, the I'm trying to think. I got a what game? I got a few like some video games and stuff. I'm trying to even remember for some of your consoles. Do you have or what? for some of the consoles that you own? Um, geez, I'm trying to even remember what I got now. I I, I got Octopath Traveler, but I haven't started oh, playing. It. Yeah, I haven't started playing it yet. Um, Heard very mixed reviews about it. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think I got any classic stuff. Uh, I may have ordered a couple things like during the break. I'm sure I ordered a couple things during the break. You um, don't remember. That's fine. <laughs> but I don't think I got any for Christmas. Um, my daughter got Super Smash Brothers and oh, so fun. Yeah, it's pretty. It's what good. a blast! And Mario Party. Wow, what another awesome. blast. Have you played the raft level or the raft? No, uh, we've only yet? done like classic Mario Party so far. Okay. Next time you have three people who can play, play the raft thing. It is okay. so fun. Okay. It, it is it is so bizarre because you, you essentially are, are working together to go down this river and you have to coordinate rowing of the raft uh-huh. and you, you have a set amount of time to make it to the end. The fun part is as you're going down the raft, there are certain items and objects that you want to interact with, so you have to row accordingly. And in, some of those are a good number of those include mini games. And they're, they're co-op four-player minigames where you have to work together. And some of them are extremely challenging and require some pretty precise communication. <laughs> it is extremely fun. We, I played it at New Year's with a bunch of drunk people. We failed. We, we, we lost with, like, legitimately about 15 meters left of, I think it's, like, a couple, like, 1,500 meters or something. Like, we were, like, <laughs> literally at 99% or something. And then the next time I did it with, with a couple of sober friends, and we had, like, four minutes left, and we were done. <laughs> <laughs> Could have done a case study right there. That's so great. Funny. Yeah, it's a really fun game. We're really enjoying it. Yeah, um, it is a blast, man. I definitely recommend. It's still well. We can talk about it more later, but like I love how it still keeps up like all the complete bullshit stuff. Like, oh, you get a star for 
having the coolest oh, yeah. name. <laughs> like, you know, it's like stupid things like that. Bonus stars. Yeah, there's a couple things that I wish they would patch. We could talk about that later, but yeah, bonus stars are, they really irritate me. Yeah. The main thing I got was the new laptop. So oh, I got that. Ew. What'd you get a laptop for? For work or for play? No, just for, well, both, but mostly play. Gotcha. What do you intend to use it for? What uh, what what did you buy for? Um, like work or play. Is Jackass that... specifically. What though? Uh, just play whatever. Uh, mostly. Oh rogue... my god. What do you mean? Okay, yeah, I think you're about to say what I was asking. You're about to say roguelike. Yeah, mostly roguelikes and okay. stuff like that. Like I've been like this evening. I was playing Dwarf Fortress on it. And, I saw uh... that on Steam. Oh, did you? Yeah, I was playing Dwarf Fortress yeah. for a little while and uh, just like that's good. Yeah, it's just a good. It's a gaming. La- it's a gaming laptop. I didn't get it specifically because it's a gaming laptop. I got it because it's a uh, just a pretty good one. And also, that I wanted term to... still makes me shiver. A gaming. I laptop. know. I hate it too. But it doesn't like say like gamer. Like you like some of them literally say like gaming laptop or yeah. like, shit like that on it. I made sure not to get one that says that. Um, yeah, but then you get all those cool stickers, and if you put them on the side of it, it usually runs faster. I've got a sticker on it. Mostly oh, there we go. <laughs> mostly because the uh, well, not mostly, partially because. The like finish shows um finger like it shows fingerprints and hand oil like insanely. Ooh. Like I have never seen a material that gets fingerprints as bad as this stuff does. There are like where I where like my palms rest on it. There's like permanent spots there. I don't understand why. But, you uh, say your palms are sweaty? Is that what I'm hearing? They're not. Uh, they're not even sweaty. <laughs> but I got this one because it was fairly powerful and uh, just like. It had a pretty good reputation, and also it had a, uh, it's got a num, uh, like a numpad on the side. Oh, it has a numpad piece. Of it. See, that is pretty dope. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was is not a common occurrence. That was one of my like key things that I, I had to have, and this was one of the few that had one. So, uh, and th- those those are used very heavily in roguelikes. So that's why I wanted. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, they use them use them for for movement, because a lot of games, because a lot of games, you know, first of all, don't use the mouse. And so for and a lot of them also uh, are sense. like tile based and also have diagonal movement. So it's like each each button around is the direction. Like nine is up up and right, six is to the right, three is down and right. You know, for instance. Sure. So anyway, uh, it's a pretty badass little laptop. So I'm enjoying it. Cool. I, I've wanted to get one for a little while, just because I, I go to people's houses a lot, and I would love that capability of playing a lot of games. Yeah. I may eventually. It just the the, the problem. It's hard for me to justify the cost. You know, like a good gaming laptop is pretty damn pricey if you if you try to get you know. It's you obviously know, it's, it's oh, yeah. substantially cheaper to buy a desktop, so it's just it's Definitely. hard for me to justify in my head. Yeah, it's but, uh, it was pretty expensive. Um, yeah, and it's like people always ask me about that. In all stages at work, people always ask me, like, oh, I want to get my child a gaming laptop. Like, what should I get? What, what's about $1,000? I'm like, you're not going to get a, a real, like, a powerful machine for $1,000 that's a laptop. Jeez, that's how much, like, I built my computer for. Exactly. That's what I always tell them. I'm like, guys, like, if you want to build a desktop, like, $800 is, is pretty good. Like, that's, like, mid-range, and that's if you already have monitors and stuff. Like, Yeah. yeah. Like, no, $1,000 for a gaming laptop. I'm like, oh, you're looking at probably, like, 1500 to two grand to get a decent one. Yeah. So, uh, so that's what I've been up to. Oh, oh, I do have one more, one more thing. Sure. I've started building an R two D two. Out of uh, aluminum and electronics and everything that it takes to to build a working R two D two. That's pretty dope. Yeah, uh, I thought about this a long time ago, and I've kind of had it like in the back of my head forever. Uh, in two thousand, I, I actually looked it up the other day to see when it was. It was Star Wars Celebration five which was in 2010. I went to that. 
And that was the first time that I ever saw like there there's an R2 builders club and that's what they do. They like they build R2D2s and like there's a whole room of just like these are of these R2 units that that different builders had made. And some of them, you know, like just recreate R2D2 and others like do some of the other droids and some of them kind of like do their own like basically an R2D2 with different colors more or less. Gotcha. Um I was like, wow, that's really cool. I should do that one day. I don't really know what caused me to do it, but the other day I was like, I started looking into it like early last year just to kind of get an idea of what sure. all is involved and that kind of stuff. And, um, and for some reason, just a couple weeks ago, I was like, I'm fucking doing it. And I got on, started like researching and went ahead and ordered some parts and stuff. And so, uh, I am, I, well, officially I have actually begun doing it now. We'll see. It, it's probably going to take at least a couple years to, to, to finish. Oh, wow. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like so How far, big is it going to be? Estimate? Uh, life size. Like, actual size. One-to-one oh, okay, scale. So. Okay, I got you. Um, so anyway, I'm working on that, and I'm super excited about it, but it's going to take forever to finish. Yeah, the final product would be so worth it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's exactly wow. what, what I, what's going on in my head. Like, <laughs> if and when I'm able to finish... I mean, I plan on finishing it, unless like, something just disastrous happens that I can't, but like when I finish it, assuming I do finish it, it's going to be like... This is the bad, most badass thing I've ever done my whole entire life. <laughs> That's so funny. All right. Let's get on with the show. Real quick, I just want to mention that we will uh, start our Game of the Quarter proceedings later in this episode. What? Yeah. So uh, so stick around. Pick, kick, kick back. Prop up your feet on something. Grab a brewski or some liquor. And just... Uh, or a Coke. Robert, our, age, our audience is underage. What are you doing? Okay, grab a Coke. <laughs> and, On the rocks. And we'll talk about Game of the Quarter in a little bit. But first, we'll talk about news. Oh. I only actually have one thing. Did you know that uh, Awesome Games Done Quick is going on right now? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't watch it. I did not know that until uh, like halfway through the day yesterday. Yeah, same. Actually, I was watching yesterday afternoon. I think I watched Major's Mask. I think it was one of the opening rounds. Oh, really? How was that? It was cool. They were like $60,000 when I jumped in, I think. Yeah, earlier today, uh, I was watching it throughout the day, and I, I only really checked the money at one point, and it was at like 340 or something like that. So, Jesus. They're doing pretty good. Usually it's later in the week where it really starts picking up. Yep. I'm trying to think. I don't even remember what I watched. I, I saw some pretty good runs, but I don't even remember what they were. There, I missed um, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, which I really would have liked to see. I like that they upload all the VODs, because I'll, I'll sometimes watch the VODs. Oh, that's that. true. Yeah, I never go back and watch those, but probably should. Certain ones I will for games. Like, my brother and I will t- or talk about this recently. We're like, I wonder what game... Like, we'll specifically look for games that we, we really want to play. Or, or I'll actually kind of talk about this one. I'll talk about the game I played. But uh, it's just so funny, because we, we played a game this past weekend, and then we watched this guy speedrun it in 45 minutes, and we were just like... Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I just checked the schedule. In six minutes, they start uh, Super Mario RPG. Oh, damn. Oh, is it any percent? or? Uh, yes, any percent. Oh. I mean, it's going to be fast. Well, I mean, how is there much difference on that game between any and 100? I have no idea. I don't think there's much... I... I don't think there's much, like, optional stuff to do. There's, there's, a, secret, there's a hidden yeah. boss, right? And that's about it, I think. Percent. World record. Let's see. Super Mario RPG speedrun. I just don't think there's that much optional stuff. Uh, 
time. Two hours and 47 minutes for uh, any percent? What's the other one called? Called 100%? Yeah. Oh, I'm not seeing it on here. Well, anyways. Anyways, that's exciting. I actually do want to see that. Yeah. Uh, 4.13 a.m. is Tony Hawk 2. That, should, that would be fun oh, to watch geez. if I was able to watch it. Michael Jackson's Moonwalker is also super early tomorrow. <laughs> I watched a Tony Hawk game. It was not that much fun to watch. It, those oh, games are not? kind of fun to play. I can actually see that. They, they they just pepper it. Like it's You're so right. just it's so one dimensional. They literally just pepper it. Yeah. Oh wow, wow. What's this? What's wow? They're playing Super Mario Brothers three. Oh, okay. Oh, it's a it's a mod of mod to it though. Ah, screw that. Anyways, I'll turn this on. Uh right. yeah. Um okay, well that's all I, that's actually all I have for news. I don't not much really anything happened that I know of um over the break. So uh you ready to talk about games? Yeah, let's do it. How about, uh, who do you want to go first? Uh, I can go first if you want. Go for it. Let me pull up my two games real quick. Hold on one sec. Two games kicking off the year right. Yeah, and actually two not short games. That's the crazy Oh, part. wow. So I have a pretty cool lead with this. I'm actually super excited about this, too. So my brother and I uh, are literally bored out of our fucking skulls with video games right now. We, uh, you know, I, I'm playing my Switch a decent amount. But uh, let me put it this way. So we're not bored with video games. We're bored with, with multiplayer online games. We cannot find something to play. We've been searching for a while. We tried a bunch of games. We tried some MMOs and a few other things. And we're just so bored with, with what's currently available. And, and it's we're just so frustrated. So him and I are both just waiting for, for Classic Wild to come out later this year. And so we were talking one night. And I was talking about the podcast. And him and I were just like, well, do you want to play some old games? And he's like, yeah, that'd be fun. He's like, do you want to just make a list of games and just beat them this year until, until Vanilla comes out? I was like, yeah, that actually sounds really fun. And so I was like, so we started putting together a list, and I was like, what do you want to play first? He's like, I kind of want to play a, a 3D platformer. So the first game we played was, was uh, Crash Bandicoot 2, uh, Cortex Strikes Back for the PlayStation 1. And so we're essentially making this list as we go. We just kind of, as we're playing games where we see things online, we're like, oh, let's add that to the list. We'll add that to the list. We have like seven or eight games right now. Oh, yeah. And we beat two of them so far. So the first one is Crash Bandicoot, as alluded to, uh, two for the PlayStation 1. This is not the, the remake they just did for the Switch. This is the actual original, the original version of the game. Crash 2. Yeah, the okay. original Crash Bandicoot 2, okay. uh, Cortex Strikes Back. I This game has a long history of my family. I played this a ton when I was younger. And this is actually the only video game I ever watched my dad beat. And he not only beat it, but he 100% it, which is a decent feat. It's probably 20 to 30 hours of gameplay. And some wow. of it is... It, it's pretty damn frustrating. So this is a three-dimensional platformer for PlayStation. And they it's very similar to the first one for PlayStation with, with some more refinement to it. Um, the graphics look a little bit better. Uh, the music, I think, is substantially better in this one. There's there's a lot of the same tracks, but there's a couple new ones that, that really, I think, add to certain uh, certain scenes, I guess, if you, if you want to call it that. Okay. Um, but the idea of the game is there's 25 levels that you work through, and each level there's a crystal that you collect. And if you collect five crystals, you get to fight the boss to go to the next world. Now, in addition to the crystals, you can also collect gems. And there's two different kinds of gems. There's silver gems, which require you to collect all the boxes within a single level. And then there's colored gems, which require some sort of special feat to do. And a lot, in a lot of cases, the special gems are actually quite interesting. They're, they're difficult to find in, in, in a kind of fun way. They're not stupid. They don't require bizarre mechanics in a lot of cases. Some of them are a little bit frustrating. Or like but... to jump off a cliff where you yeah, would just I die. Mean, there is one of those. So there is oh, one really? of those. Enough. Yeah, so there, it, there's a couple different game mo- or level modes. So there's a level mode where you're just walking around through an environment. You know, you're dodging bad guys. You're jumping over different uh, pitfalls and, uh, and objects and such. 
Uh, there's an auto scroller where something is chasing you and you're running towards the camera. So you can't see what's in front of you and you have to react relatively quickly. And in those levels where you're being chased by something, it's either a boulder or a polar bear or a bear, I think, or a polar bear. Polar bear for sure. I think, I think there's just a polar bear. Anyways, in the polar bear one, one of the secrets involves at, at a certain point, the polar bear runs across this wooden bridge, more or less. It's kind of like this, this, these planks that are laid out uh, over this large pit. And the polar bear runs over them, collapses within the pit. And then what you actually have to do is jump into the pit after him in order to go to a bonus level. And so... The game itself is very fun, and getting the crystals pretty damn easy feat. I mean, you could you could knock this game out in two to three hours if you just went straight for the crystals. Oh wow, really? Yeah, it, it's not bad. And the boss fights generally are pretty easy once you understand the patterns. They're not super complex. The difficult part of this game is is obtaining all the gems, trying to get some of the some of the levels. It's pretty challenging to get all the boxes, and it requires some pretty interesting mechanics. And one of them in particular requires you to backtrack a separate path. So essentially, you're walking down a pathway, and you'll find a split. So you can go left, you can go right. Uh, both of which you can visually see that there's there's boxes in, in the pathway. So you end up going down the left path, right, for instance. You walk all the way down. Maybe you walk for 45, 50 seconds. You clear everything that's on the way there. And then when you get when you continue down, you'll see the other fork meet up with you. And then you have to choose to walk backwards. Again, you can't see anything because you're walking towards the camera. The camera doesn't move. It, it doesn't pivot at all. Oh, right, okay. So you're walking towards the camera, and you have to react to all these mechanics in the game of jumping and dodging objects backwards with very limited visibility and it can get very difficult especially when you get to the later worlds where they're not as lenient with mistakes so the game itself we we were going to 100 it initially and i was doing quite well i was through halfway through the third world i want to say and i had majority of the gems that i could get access to and we started to get into these levels where we were just raging. I mean, we were sitting at Discord just, <laughs> just yelling obscenities like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Because it, it's just very frustrating mechanics. But thankfully, I've, I use no save states. And I'm, I'm trying to keep true to that when, as I play through more ROMs. Mm-hmm. I'm not using any save states, which makes it even more difficult. So essentially, you have to be very conservative with your lives because if you get a game over, you lose any progress you have in the level you're working on, which can be extremely frustrating and set you back quite far. So... We played through it. Um, I ended up beating it pretty easily once I decided to not go for the gems. I just kind of knocked out the crystals, beat the last boss, and called it a day. Now, I have 100% of this game a long time ago, probably like four or five years ago. Uh, and it was pretty time-consuming, and you actually get to fight the last boss a second time in a more complicated situation. The first time you fight him when you just have the crystals, it's pretty straightforward and, and not not difficult. I actually one-shot at this time, and I didn't even remember what I was doing. I just kind of went through it. It's, it's not difficult at all. Um, but the high point of this game for me was when you fight a boss called Injun. It's N period G-I-N-E. And he's in this robot, and it has three phases to it, and it requires some very basic maneuvering. There's three platforms that you're on, and he does things with lasers and missiles. But in, in generally in the game, you don't have the ability to shoot wampa fruit. Wampa fruit are like these, these fruit that are specifically in this game. You don't have the ability to shoot them. Usually your square button will just cause Crash to spin and hurt enemies around him. Now, when you're in this, this boss fight, you can shoot wampa fruit. And you have unlimited amounts. But the difficult part of the, the boss fight is you have to jump and just keep shooting and try to align it with his, his weak spots in order to maximize the amount of damage you're doing to him in order to cause him to transition through the phases. And it becomes very fun because as you get further into it, his his targets or his weak spots become uh, not always accessible and somewhat small. And at certain times, it's hard to hit them because he's maneuvering around. And it's just a really fun fight. And it has three phases to it. And the last one is super – it's not challenging, but it's interesting. And so I really enjoyed the fight. Um, I, I was actually kind of frust- – I wasn't frustrated, but I was kind of sad that I beat it very easily. 
um, because I, I found it to be a fun fight. I got to watch my brother do it, and he struggled with it. So it was actually kind of fun to watch him do it because I was watching him learn the boss fight. Like each phase, he would get progress through it. So this is a very fun game. I know they just remade this for the Switch because there are a lot of people who still really enjoy this game. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe the reviews of the Switch game were pretty damn fun. So if anybody has a Switch and wants to play Crash, I would definitely recommend this one. This is my favorite one, I want to say, of all the Crash platformer games. I just... I think a little bit a little bit is nostalgia, but as well, this is just a really well-balanced game. The visual elements change enough each world. The music matches it well. The gameplay can be frustrating, but it's a platformer, so it's the kind of frustration you normally get from platformers. It's not something bizarre or some stupid mechanic. Um, right. This is a super fun game. I, I would. This is a, a really good platformer, and, and just, just all around, just a pretty fun game. I'd second the uh, the Switch version, like you said, because I saw... Actually, that was one of the speedruns that I saw with somebody playing the Switch the version. graphics, of man. Holy yeah, it shit. Look, oh, yeah. It looks really good. Yeah. Um, this is by Naughty Dog, by the way. So this is made made by Naughty Dog, who also made... Uh, what What is that series that is really popular right now? Oh, come on. You know this. Uh, really popular series. Sorry, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, Uncharted. I don't know. And oh, Last okay. of Us. And <laughs> okay. Last of Us. They made both those. Um, and then the other one, so I'm probably going to be talking about a lot of GameCube games because I looked at the list that my brother and I are working through. A lot of these games are GameCube games. Nice. Um, and what's, what's crazy to me, I, was, I played both these games and I beat both of them. And I was like, well, I, I feel kind of guilty talking about them on the podcast because I've talked about them before. And then I looked and I haven't. And I was super surprised because I, I could have sworn I talked about both these games in the podcast before. Okay. I used the new the new wonderful search filter on the classic. Oh yeah, you like that? Website. You like that technology? That's <laughs> dope. Thank you so much for that because I can go on there and I'm like, have I talked about this in the podcast before? And I just kind of search it. Neither of these games came up, so it I, is I don't advanced. Believe... Okay, good. I, I hope that I haven't talked about these games before, but at the same time, suck a duck. I don't I don't care that much. Uh, the other game I played was uh, I believe it's the it was one of the title launches with the GameCube. Uh, yeah, actually, it was launch title for Nintendo GameCube. Oh wait, uh, this can is... I guess? Can I guess? Sure, go for it. Eternal Darkness? No. I'll okay. give you a hint. They made a second one for Wii or Wii U, and they're working on a third one for the Switch. This okay. is actually one of the reasons uh, I Luigi's Mansion. Yes, Luigi's Mansion. So, for those I think, of you this, I think the second one was for uh, 3DS. Unless was it 3DS? There, unless there's definitely one on 3DS because I have it. Um, I don't know if that is the second one or if there is also another one. Let's see this. I thought it was for Wii. I could be wrong. Uh, Dark Moon is what it's called. And it was yeah, that's on 3DS. 3DS. Yep. Okay. My apologies. Um, it's all right. So Luigi's Mansion, as we just kind of talked about, was one of the launch titles that came out with the GameCube. And this game is one of the, the words that Harry and I kept saying. Harry's my younger brother. Uh, one of the things we kept saying during this game is this is such a unique concept. And it is, it's for a couple of reasons that I'll, I'll kind of jump into it here in a second. But so Luigi's Mansion, this uh, the whole, whole concept of the game is Luigi and Mario win a mansion. They, they receive a notice that they've won a mansion and that they have to go to the mansion in order to claim it. Luigi shows up second. Uh, I believe I, I believe this is a story. It's like roughly something like this. But uh, Luigi goes goes second and finds out that Mario is missing. He goes to the mansion and he's gone. And it come to find out that actually King Booze is haunting the castle and he captures Mario and uh, puts him into a painting. And so Luigi then meets this professor named Professor Egad who invented this giant vacuum cleaner called, or not a giant vacuum cleaner, but a vacuum cleaner that has a, a light on it and the ability to suck up ghosts called the Poltergeist 3000. Poltergust. And so, is it Poltergust? Yeah, Poltergust. Really? Yeah, because it like makes like a gust of air. I feel like Poltergeist would be more clever, wouldn't it? Well, Poltergeist is, is a real word. Poltergust is a play on words. 
see this. I, if I've been misreading this this entire time, <laughs> oh, it is Poltergeist. You're right. Poltergeist is like a haunted. Is basically like when something haunts a house. So Poltergeist is like a play on that. Yeah, I just never questioned it in my head because you know it's just the, I think Poltergeist. You know, it's like oh, it's the, the game's completely about ghosts. I just I never thought about it. Oh, it's yeah. crazy. Okay, so I stand corrected. Poltergeist three thousand. And so this vacuum cleaner has has two capabilities. One, uh, it can it has a flashlight attachment on it that can be used to stun ghosts. And the other piece is. As you might guess, you can suck them up in your vacuum cleaner and then turn them into the professor who ultimately turns the super bad guys or, or bosses into paintings similar to Mario. And so you, well, what I love about this game, and this is something Harry and I were talking about a lot, is you are always in the mansion or you're on the, the grounds of the mansion. You never leave the mansion. The entire game is this big-ass mansion that you slowly progress through. And it's it's uh, Resident Evil style where ultimately you start progressing through different aspects. So so maybe you go into a hallway and there's four doors. And at the beginning you go through the first door, you go in there, you beat up some bad guys, you unlock something, maybe you go back to the beginning, and then the second door unlocks. So now you expand a little bit further. And then maybe there's a couple doors in there and, and you're slowly working your way through. And obviously there's a lot of backtracking. Uh, but they actually did a pretty good mechanic to allow you to jump around decently. Um, if you're near a mirror, you have a, a Game Boy Horror is what it's called. It's, it's literally a Game Boy, and you pull it out, and you, you take a picture of a mirror, and it teleports you back to the beginning. So you can reduce your travel time a little bit, but it only takes you back to the, to the uh, foyer, to the entrance, not to any of the other mirrors throughout the house. And so uh, the basic idea of the game is when you, when you when, ghosts will essentially appear in every room. And generally, as long as the room is not lit up. And generally, the only way to light up rooms is once you clear out all the ghosts in a given room. So if you walk into a lit room, you already know you've been there, and the ghosts generally are not going to spawn there. So ghosts pop, there's different types, and then you essentially shine your flashlight on them to stun them, and if you catch them, their heart appears. And then at that point, you begin to use use the, the Poltergeist 3000 in order to suck them up. And they have different health. Uh, ranging from from five, actually some monsters even have zero, oddly enough. So the second you actually get the suction going, it just pull, it just pulls them in immediately. So they range from zero to five hundred health, which five hundred is is only the last boss. But even some of the boos that you capture later on have like two to three hundred, and it's so frustrating. It takes so long to to actually defeat them. And so essentially, what does like an average ghost have? Uh ten to twenty, sometimes oh, wow. okay, thirty. Okay. Yeah, like three hundred or two hundred is quite a bit. And so once you have the actual lock on, so once you get the suction going on the ghost, his heart starts to deplete. And once it hits zero, you absorb them into the vacuum cleaner and you defeat them. Now, if there are multiple ghosts in the room, you can group them up, just kind of run circles around them, and then shine your flashlight on them to, to, to uh, require them or to force them to show their hearts. And then you can suck them all up at once. And it's super, super fun. And the, the music changes when you're in combat, and music's actually quite good. It, it sort of reflects what you're doing, so it, it empowers you or it encourages you a little bit. Um, but the actual suction mechanics, as you are uh, as you are trying to kill the monsters, as you're reducing their heart, uh, the the monsters will run around. So, the, excuse me, the, the ghosts will run around, and you have to control not only Luigi but the vacuum as well. And so, the idea is you want to pull back on them. You don't want them to pull you around as you're as you're you, you're using the suction mechanic on them. So, you'll essentially like kind of it's almost like a tug of war game. So, sometimes you'll give in to them, but then you'll slowly or you'll, you'll quickly like jerk it to one side, and you'll take a decent amount of damage. You'll you'll deal a decent amount of damage to them and reduce their overall health. Early on, this isn't super critical because, like I talked about, they have very low health. But when you get to the po point where you start fighting the boos and they start to have 50, 100, 200 health, you have to be pretty damn good about it because if you let the ghost get away, basic ghosts will just stay in the room and keep reappearing and keep fighting you. 
booze will actually leave the room and go somewhere else. They'll they'll go to the to whichever wall they're near. If they go through that that wall, they will then appear in that room next time you go in there. And in certain cases, it's not bad, right? Because it may be just a room you just came from, and it's not a big deal. In other cases, it'll be rooms that are locked, rooms that you don't have access to yet, rooms that are across the house. And it's 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 frustrating because you have these booze that have two to three hundred health. And let's say he pops out and he, he tells you his name, talks shit to you, and you start hitting him and you get him to like two hundred and seventy health and then he jumps through the wall. Well, guess what? You have to walk all the way around the house in order to find that guy in order to get him again. And then you get in the room with him and you knock him down to two hundred health. Maybe you get a really good chain going and get him down to two hundred health. And then he goes back to where he came from. And you're just like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like I'm just running around this house back and forth just trying to absorb this one boo. <laughs> So that is frustration point number one. Number two, every time one of the basic ghosts spawn, and there's a bunch of different types of the basic ghosts, they scare Luigi. Luigi goes, ah, and he gets stunned for a second. And what's so frustrating is if the same ghosts, the same ghost appears and scares you, and then you shine your flashlight, but you're too slow on the trigger on the vacuum piece of it, and he disappears and then he reappears, he stuns you again. And if multiple ghosts chain spawn one after another or appear one after another, they will chain stun you. But here's the best part. Let's say you are running and there's three ghosts chasing you and another one spawns. You get stunned. Those other three ghosts will continue to chase you and hit you. So you get into these circumstances at times where you're trying to run through a room and there may be four or five ghosts. And this is generally later in the game. And you will just get chain stun locked the entire room. And it's so frustrating. My brother and I were sitting in Discord sharing screen with each other and just kind of talking about it as we're playing. And we were raging at this part because you, you have no purpose to kill... At a certain part of the game, minor spoilers, the power goes out, right? So all the rooms that you lit up to prevent the ghosts from respawning are gone. And the mobs will continuously respawn in those rooms, which oh, no end in certain cases. So at first, we we're like, we'll just clear the rooms, we'll just get it done, and then we don't have to deal with it again. And then we were on, we were on ghosts like seven, and we're like, are they still spawning? <laughs> and so you get to these <laughs> really difficult parts where it's not difficult, it's just frustrating. And so that part annoyed me. The part with the booze leaving the room kind of annoyed me. Um, but the, the rest of the game was actually quite refreshing. It's, it's, it's a decent puzzle game. It's not super complicated with, with the mechanics. They give you some, some extra mechanics on your, your Poltergeist 3000 that involve fire and ice and water. Uh, and so these different, different attachments can be used to access different secrets or to progress in the game. So you have to be a little bit creative, especially once you have access to all three of them. And I forgot to, to talk about one of the key mechanics which is money. So as you're going through this game, money is a big thing. And you can't do anything with it early on. You can't actually, not at all. You don't do anything until the very end of the game. But as you're going through the game, uh, based on your performance of killing the bosses, you get more money for doing it. So you can essentially walk into a room. Let's say you walk into a study and there's a desk, there's some chairs, there's bookshelves, maybe there's a nightstand, there's a lamp on it, and there's a ceiling fan. Well, you can shake all those objects to see if there's money or ghosts or gems in them. You could also aim your vacuum cleaner at the ceiling fan and turn on the suction mechanic in order to cause the fan to spin a bunch of times. And sometimes there's money in there and a large amount of money will, will pop out of the, the fan. And then obviously, because it's dollar dollar bills, you, know, you have to suck them up with the vacuum cleaner. And so it's, it, this part really is it, very interesting to me. It was very fun to, to walk into the stream and go, I'll bet you there's money in there. I'll bet <laughs> you there's money in there. And there also are certain ghosts that will only spawn once. So you walk into a room, like let's say you see a desk and you shake it. These blue ghosts spawn. And if you are able to capture it quickly enough, you only get one attempt. If you fail, he leaves and he's gone for good. There also are these yellow mice that spawn that also spawned a lot of money. 
Um, and as I talked about before, so when you're fighting one of the bosses, they have these, all the bosses have different sort of activators to get their hearts to appear. Like one of them, you have to rock the chair for them. One of them, you have to open the blinds in order to force them to, to, to stand up, right? Just really simple stuff like this. And then once they spawn a lot of, they have 100 uh, HP. And so if you, as, you're use, as you're using the structure mechanic on them, orbs, or, or sorry, not or orbs, but pearls will spawn out of them. And the longer you go in a single attempt, the more, more pearls you get and the larger they get. And if you one-shot them, you get a super pearl. And so as you're progressing through the game, you're collecting money, you're collecting money, but you don't really know what it's for. Well, at the end of the game, you, the Dr. E, or Professor Egad, who's the guy who invented the Poltergeist 3000, buys you a house, or he gives you a house based on how much money you've collected. And you act, there's actually a ranking system. Uh, I think it goes from S to, let's see this, hold on a second. Uh, let me see. Uh, there's S through uh, through H. <laughs> H obviously being the worst, and I think H is just a tent, right? S it's just H. A, S as in Sam through that's, H. So S weird. A B C D E F G H. S being super rank, and then A being just. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So, so in order to get the to get an S rank, you had to have uh, to have collected 130 30 million 130 million gold, right? Um, I finished between 40 and 49 million, and I got rank E. <laughs> uh, Jeez. I, I didn't go out of my way to collect money. I definitely tried at times, but I thought I was going to land somewhere like maybe like a C. I thought I was going to get a right. C, but you I got a... <laughs> you think yeah. so? Yeah, and then I get an E rank, uh, which is pretty damn funny. And so the last rank apparently is very difficult to get to get the lowest rank because you have to accumulate between from 5,000 to 5 million, right? Uh, oh, shit. There's just a picture of a tent on a hill. That's all it is. <laughs> so, okay. Um, this this game. So so as I, I kind of talked about earlier, this game is so unique. I mean, the, the, Harry and I kept saying this over and over and over. That was the word we, we kept using to describe it because it's such a bizarre concept, but it's executed well. The vacuum cleaner may not be perfect, and the flashlight may not be perfect, and there's some really irritating mechanics in it. But it is a really enjoyable game, and. This is such a powerful title. I was saying this demo is just like, they must have spent a lot of time on this because it was a title launch, but you can really feel how 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 passionate they were about this project. There's just nice. some minor things you experience throughout the game. The music's good. The overall mechanics, the pacing's good. The puzzles aren't super frustrating or difficult. Yeah, at times I had to revisit areas a few times in order to progress, but it's just a, a truly enjoyable game, and I'm excited. I, I want to play the second one, and obviously the third one when it comes out for the Switch as well. Hell yeah! the uh, The second one is based on what you're saying. Very, very similar. Oh, you played it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have actually. It's my daughter's, but she didn't like it, so she was like, "Here, Dad, you can just have this." So I actually started playing it off and on about a month or so ago. And um, yeah, like a lot of the stuff, like kind of like the tug of war stuff and finding money and drawers and things like that, all that kind of stuff. Um, sounds very. I mean, you know, obviously you would. Uh, expect it to be pretty similar, but it sounds very, very similar. I'm looking at reviews. Uh, the second one actually has uh, pretty higher, much higher reviews than the first one. Yeah, yeah. It hasn't, it, I haven't come across, I mean, I'm not super far into it, but I haven't come across any like absolutely ridiculous mechanics that just make me ask like, you know, what the fuck is going on here? I wonder if they'll re-release this for any other consoles. 3DS, damn. I do not have a 3DS, my friend. All right. Well, uh, so overall you like it. 
Yeah, super fun game. I mean, both games were, were pretty damn fun. A little frustrating at times, but fun. Oh, this and Crash, is that what you're saying, both? Yeah. So which, so which I'm sorry, remind me, which Crash was it that you said it was? Uh, Crash Bandicoot 2 Cortex's Revenge, I want to say, for PlayStation 1. Okay. Okay. Um, Cortex Strikes ahead. Back. Cortex Strikes Back. Yeah, which they just released, re-released for the Switch. I think that's the second re-release they've done, actually. Uh, releases... Uh, doesn't say. Okay. Anyways. All right, so uh, I've got actually a bunch of games, but they're not going to take very long to talk about because a lot of them are very simple. In okay, fact, I thought they going to say they're all bad. <laughs> no, no, no. In fact, um, four, yeah, four of them I'm going to group all together in one thing, which are some uh, NES sports games. <laughs> Basically, oh, so, like some original NES sports games where the name of the game is just the name of the sport. <laughs> so I played tennis. I played soccer, I played baseball, and I played ice hockey. Were these individual games, or is this one of those, like, No, 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 sports? they're individual games. Okay. okay. Uh, so, I guess, like I said, there's not much to say about any of these. Wow. Tennis, tennis, huh? I just said, wow. Oh, tennis was the first one that I played. And, um, you know, as you can imagine, it's a basic, very basic tennis game. The movement... Felt pretty good on it, but uh, it was kind of hard to hit the ball, oddly, sometimes. Particularly if the ball was going straight at your character. You kind of, like, had to make sure you were off to one side or the other. And if it's, like, coming directly towards you, then if you try to swing it, I don't know if I was just doing it wrong and not timing it right, but I could never hit it if it was coming right at me. That's, like, the only thing noteworthy about the game. It's kind of boring after about three minutes, um, but the controls feel all right. So there's tennis. Next up is soccer. Um, soccer is not bad. It's not great. It's a fairly standard soccer game. And I don't love soccer video games in general. I always get frustrated with them because it takes... It's so hard to get any... For, for, for me, at least, it's so hard to like get any sort of momentum in a soccer video game. Uh, it's like I get the ball and then two seconds later... I have to, like, I'm either getting it stolen from me or I'm trying to pass it off and then it's getting stolen from that person. So, uh, soccer, it's passable. It's, it's good enough for an NES soccer game. It's not, it's not great. (coughs) Oh, excuse me. Thank you. Um, next is ice hockey, which I always get a kick out of being called ice hockey and not just hockey. Um, Street hockey might confuse like, people. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, why not? <laughs> uh, very similar to soccer because you know, those sports are somewhat similar. Uh, in video games, they're even more similar. The movement feels uh, the movement in this one, kind of like tennis, is also really smooth. Really smooth. Like they feel like they got the controls down really well. But when you're playing defense, you are always controlling the goalie. Uh, and it's what? kind of it's kind of hard to play the goalie because. The goal is much bigger than it is in a real hockey, in a real ice hockey, let me be specific, uh, game. And so uh, it's really hard to play goalie, so the game's kind of hard in general. Uh, And then there was baseball, which, uh, and I have have more games after these to talk about, by the way. Uh, These are just like my, this is my first, I'm I'm counting these as my first one, basically. Uh, Last one was baseball, which which out of these four sports games was the best one. Uh... Part of that is because I think inherently baseball video games are just 
typically better than tennis games or hockey games. You know, obviously there are exceptions such as NHL 94. Well, you know, I, I guess I take that back because there are some really well done soccer games, as we know. There's NHL 94 and oh, yeah. some other NHL games. So I, so I take that back. But as far as um, very, like, early video games go, I feel, I think that baseball in general has a leg up on everything else because there's just a little bit more going on. You know, <laughs> in, in ice hockey, you're going back and forth on a rink, passing and shooting, and that's it. In soccer, it's basically the exact same thing. In tennis, it's even more simple. You're just hitting a ball back and forth. With baseball, you, uh, you've got pitching, you've got hitting, you've got fielding, you've got running, you've got, you know, trying to decide which, you know, if you're going to try to get, you know, take the next base or kind of stay where, you know, stay where you are based on where the, where the ball's going and how close it is and all that. So I think almost naturally baseball is the best out of these, you know, considering that they're all very, like the most simple version of these sports that you can basically sure. probably make. Uh, it does control a little weird to go to a uh, to to like run to a base. So like like any typical NES baseball game or you know just about probably any video ba- game baseball game. When you want to go to a base, you press you know up to go to second base. You know you push like whichever the base would be on the D pad. You know home is bottom, first is to the right, and and whatnot. But you have to hold B and A. Oh, I've played this game. Have you? And the direction. This is this is the baseball one for for regular Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played this. Okay, you have to hold B and A, which is weird, and I didn't figure that out for a while. I guess I, I, I was at first. I was just like, well, I guess there's not a way to control them and tell them to keep running, because I'll try A and up, you know, to go to second, and I'll try B and up, and neither worked. Uh, but you, but B and A works. You also don't control the player's movement in the field. You know, after the ball's hit, they they do everything automatically. They run to go get the ball and all that, and then you tell them where to throw it, but you you don't control you don't actually control them until one of them catches or or gets the ball. Um. But overall, I mean, like I said, it does have pitching where you can pitch fast or slow, or you can throw, you know, uh, or you can throw a ball or try to you know do whatever you can to kind of trick the batter. And you know, batting is just like any baseball game; you got to time it just right. And like I said, the other thing is like trying to. Uh, decide if you want to, you know, try to get another base and all that kind of stuff. Just all that kind of adds up to make this a little bit more in depth than any of the other ones were really just capable of at the time. <laughs> and one thing that was really weird is the teams. When you pick your team, your uh your options for teams are A, P, Y, T and R. Why? I don't know. I actually, I wrote down, I wrote down et cetera, which makes me think that's maybe not verbatim. Maybe there are a couple others also, but it's just five or six or seven random letters are the teams that you get to pick from. I have no idea what these letters stand for. It's not like A, B, C, D, E, F, G or anything like that. It's just some like collection of random letters and you pick one. Do you remember anything about this game when you played it? Uh, not really. I, I, my dad and his brother played this game a lot. They played this and Tecmo Super Bowl a lot. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's the NES sports games. I, you know, wasn't expecting a whole lot. They turned out to be overall a bit even more simplistic than I sort of thought they were going to be. Besides baseball, baseball ball was all right, but it's still not nothing that I would really probably ever return to and play again. 
the next game I played was Samurai Showdown. This was a uh, Neo Geo game, as you probably know. It came out in 1993, and it's a uh, it's a fighting game. The cool thing about well, there are there are several cool things about Samurai Showdown. The big thing that made it stand out at the time was that you all the characters have weapons. That was not unheard of, but there weren't any other good fighting games that did this. Uh, also. The graphics are really, really good in this game. Everything just looks awesome. The characters look awesome. They're, the, the, the graphics are detailed. The stages look awesome. Their weapons look awesome. Some of their moves look awesome. Uh, the, even besides just like the fidelity of the graphics, like the characters are designed really well. Um, and that really made it a fun game, particularly in the arcade to play. You know, if it's not something that you're going to try to sit down and spend hours on, you, you would probably get bored of it you know, without spending a ton of time on it. But playing it in the arcade for a few rounds, there's these big characters, they look really cool. It was really awesome at the time. Another thing that this game did was uh, that, I, that I think, I think this was the first fighting game to do this. Uh, if not, it was one of the first. Hmm. It would, when the characters get closer together um, on the stage, the camera will zoom in on them. So you can kind of see them closer and you get, you know, I guess not necessarily more detail, but a bit a bigger picture of each of them. And then when they back away, then it, then the camera pulls back to, to you know, obviously to, to show everything on the screen. That was pretty unique at the time. Um, I really, really used to love this game. Playing it now, I didn't like it quite as much. Uh, and I, I tried so hard to figure out what it was about the game that was not pulling me into it the way, you know, Street Fighter 2 does. And I really don't know exactly what it is besides maybe the attacks might feel... The, the attacks feel a little bit slow maybe, and I'm, even that I'm not 100% sure about. Um, and it feels like there are, there's not as much variety of attacks uh, compared to something like Street Fighter. I mean, you do only have... Well, no, I mean, I take that back. You only have four attack buttons, but at the same time, you you do have six attacks with, with each character because you press both punches to do a strong punch and both kicks to do a strong kick. But maybe part of it is also that, you know, like I said, obviously each character has their weapon. So there are four buttons, uh, you know, on a Neo Geo system. And for this game, two of them are to to use your weapon to attack with your weapon and two of them are to to are to do kick there's like a strong kick and a medium kick and a strong you know weapon attack and a medium weapon attack and like i said uh i'm sorry it's quick and medium for each of for kick and for uh your your weapon but then if you press both of them then it's strong for for whichever one you're doing i didn't ever find any any case where i would want to use a kick where, where I felt like a kick had any benefit over using your weapon. Uh, so I don't know if that's just me, and I just don't understand the game well enough, but anytime I tried using kicks, I paid for it. The weapon was the, 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 the superior way to go every single time. Uh, so, you know, maybe that's it. A little bit limited as, as far as what kind of attacks you can or should do. That the attacks might be a little bit slow, but again, I'm not even 100% sure about that. Another cool, uh, one cool thing about it, besides the graphics and all that, is that you can also get your weapon knocked out of your hand. And then, if that happens, then your weapon attack, you know, is just like a basic punch or whatever. 
So it was a uh, they did they did a good job, particularly at the time of incorporating weapons into the game in a in a way that feels cool and that feels meaningful. Um, I love how, like I said, the the, the different characters. There's a there's a pretty big variety. There's that one big huge fat guy that has a like a chain with a big blade on the end is his web is his weapon. And then there's one guy that has a dog. There's a, there's a girl that's like a fencer. There's this one kind of green sort of goblinish looking guy that has a big claw like that he wears as his weapon. That was the guy that I was the best at mostly because he has pretty good range. But, uh, overall I did not love it when I was a little bit let down because I thought I was going to absolutely love it. But after I played it for a little, I was just like, this just isn't as good as I, as I remember it being one Kind of funny thing is, as you're playing through, you know, like story mode, uh, after you beat the first, like the second or third character, there's eight characters. Then uh, there, there obviously there's a there's a boss at the end, and you know, just like most fighting games, it's a character that you can't play as. But he, uh, there's like a kind of almost like a cutscene, but it's like just basically a picture of him with some text. He comes up after you beat the second or third person, and he says. <laughs> I wake from 100 of I, I wake from 100 years of sleep to kick some butt. <laughs> it's just it's weird because it makes it look into this it makes it sound like this big dramatic serious thing and then he says he wants to kick some butt which kind of just undoes everything. So, that was pretty awesome. But uh overall Samurai Showdown, like I said, I used to love this game. I was a little bit let down by it by it now. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. But what you going to do, right? Uh, the final game that I played is a PC game. It's a point-and-click adventure game. And <laughs> this was actually recommended to us by... Or I don't know if they recommended it, but somebody emailed us asking about it. And I was like, what is this? I have not heard of this. It sounds ridiculous and terrible, but I think I have to play it. Uh, it came out in 1992. It is Rex... It looks like Rex Nebular, but in the game they do pronounce it with a voiceover, Nebular. Rex, hmm. ne- Rex Nebular and the Cosmic Gender Bender. So, oh, <laughs> like I said, this came out in a... Th- th- I'm sorry, like I said, this is a uh, point-and-click adventure game for PC. Uh, it looks and feels a lot like a Sierra game, but it is not a Sierra game. It's made by... Well, I don't know who the developer was. Oh, okay, here, Microprose. Didn't the, what else did Microprose make? I know the name. Wow, they made a ton of stuff actually. Holy shit. Um Well, anyway. So, Rex Nebular and the Cosmic Genderbender. You are this guy who is uh who crash lands. He's going to this planet to find Oh gosh, I forgot what it was. Some sort of antique for some sort of intergalactic uh, mobster ringleader type guy who's just like, you know, ridiculously rich. And he's like, I want this thing. Go find it. For, you know, go find it for me. So you're you're on a job to go find this. Like I said, I believe it's some sort of vase or antique or something like that. Uh, you go to this planet. And it's a and these uh these women this this spaceship of women who's kind of like patrolling outside who's kind of patrolling space outside the planet they uh basically shoot you down uh they're wow. like you're you're not allowed to come here they shoot you down you crash land on the planet and um you find out that the uh it's a planet where there are 
no more men. Women have taken over and they've eradicated men from their planet. Um, you are, I mean, there's almost not really a story to it. What you're doing is like basically trying to get off the planet. That's what it comes down to. Um, the game is, like I said, it's, it feels a lot like a Sierra point and click adventure game in that it's got kind of Sierra like humor. Um, and I say that as opposed to Lucasfilm or LucasArts point and click adventures, which obviously did have a bunch of humor themselves. But in this game, it's a little bit more like making fun of you, the player or your character specifically. Which seems a little bit more... The way they do it feels more like the way Sierra games were always like poking fun at you the whole time you play through. It's like, you'll try to do something and then like the message will say like, basically like call you an idiot for even thinking that, that you know, there was a possibility that that would work. Stuff like that. Uh, your guy is sort of like a dopey kind of person, which sort of also reminds me of uh, uh, the Roger Wilco series. But... Regardless, you, you, you crash land. Oh, oh, one thing I will say that it does deviate from uh, Sierra games, thankfully, is the way it handles uh, death states. So you, you can die in this game. However, when you die, you don't just hope you have a save that's somewhere close to where you died. It automatically re restarts you immediately before where you died. Like, safe, you know, safe enough to where you don't automatically just die again, but like... Basically, the area before you were in where you died, it starts you off back there automatically. So that is extremely welcome because the problem with dying is that it's like, oh shit, I got to start all over from back wherever my last save was. This time, we're just like, no, just go back to that spot and you're good to go. So that was nice. Also, there, are, as far as I can tell, there are no dead end states in this game, which is a, a great deviation from Sierra games and an extremely welcome one. But in this game, basically, like I said, you crash land on the planet. You you're, you actually crash land in water. So kind of the first puzzle is going around your ship, grabbing, grabbing a few things, and then figuring out how to get out of the water or get out, you know, into the water and then, and then eventually out of the water and onto the planet. And then later on, uh, like the end game is to get off of the planet. You discover this society of women who, like I said, who have essentially eradicated men. You come to find out that there are some men kind of hidden away here and there, but basically there are no men. The uh, the, the place where the uh, gender bender comes into place, the gender bender is actually a machine. And it's a machine that the women use to temporarily turn one of them into men so that they can procreate. So that's okay. their so that's their solution. To, to being able to reproduce is they have this machine that will turn a woman into a man so then they can reproduce. And then the woman gets back in the machine and it'll turn her back into a, uh, into a woman. And you have to use this at some parts. And it's actually a very, uh, it's actually a fairly minor part of the game, considering it's in the title of the game. All you use it for is there's this one part where you're going around this facility. And when you go in certain rooms, there's like a scanner that scans you to see if uh, to make sure you're a woman and it won't let you in if you're not a woman. So you like have to make sure that you turned yourself that you've used this and turned yourself into a woman before you try to get into these rooms. Otherwise, it won't let you in. Interesting. And that's like that's 
that's all that it does. That's that's the extent to how it comes into play. So I don't know why they. I mean, I guess I guess they use that as the name to catch people's attention, but it's a surprisingly small part of the game. Uh, there are boobs in the game, so so good news there. All right, you have my attention. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Only like only like twice, I think, towards the beginning of the game. Uh, what else? I think that's about it. Like. The game was... Okay. Oh, oh, I do want to say the graphics are really, really, actually surprisingly well done. They're really detailed. I mean, it looks like a traditional point-and-click adventure game. Again, specifically, it really has a kind of a Sierra look to it. But it looks actually better than, than most Sierra games, at least any of them that I can think of. It was really, really detailed, really good looking. I was very impressed by how good the graphics were or not how good the graphic fidelity was, but how good the art was. And, um, the game was actually a lot better than I expected. It sounds like it's going to be an absolute pile of shit, right? Like, what do you think when I say I played Rex Nebular in the cosmic gender bender? That doesn't sound like I played a, a good game. Uh, it was actually extremely passable. I'd say I, I got a little bit bored, I got a little over halfway through the game, I think. Uh, I got bored because the the story essentially becomes non-existent at the halfway point. It's just, okay, I got to this point. Now I just got to do a trillion things to try to get off the planet. There's no, like, twists and turns in the story or any... At this point, once you get to where I was, there's not even hardly any human interaction with other characters anymore. It's just you trying to figure out things to do to, to progress. It's also at that same point where it opens up into kind of like a larger part of the world. And it's this thing that I, that I really, I don't know if it's just me, but I hate it when this happens in adventure games where it's like all of a sudden you get here and there are 20 new places to go. I really don't like that because it's, I feel like I can, I feel like, like the way that hits me is like, oh, how am I ever how long is it going to take for me to go to each of these locations, explore everything, get any items I need to do, see what kind of puzzles there are, and then start going back and forth between all of these 20 after I visit them one time to try to solve the puzzles in all of these places. That that always just hits me as kind of a huge wall. So I have a big block against that. So that happened, and like I said, the story really kind of dropped off. So I did stop playing it there. I, I watched most of the rest of it on uh, on YouTube just to kind of see how it ends. And there's no... Like, the ending is actually extremely anticlimactic. <laughs> he basically... So this whole this whole story is framed within you. Um, at the beginning of the game, you know, I told you there's that guy who hired you to go get this thing. Well, at the very beginning of the game is actually you returning to him and talking to him after you've left the planet. After you've gotten done with all this. Mm-hmm. And you're telling the story of what happened, and then the game is you going through what happened. It's kind of like supposedly you're telling him the story of all this. Well, like at the very end of the game, after you get off the planet and everything, he just go like it shows him back at the guy, back talking to the guy, and he's basically just like, "Yeah, that's what happened," <laughs> and that's the end of the game. <laughs> so, uh, not a good game, but still, honestly, a a million times better than I thought it was gonna be. Um, if, if you are really in a, in an adventure game rut and you're just dying for something, you can't think of anything. This is, you know, you could do much worse than this game, even though I didn't care for it. Ultimately, I got bored from it. It's not a bad game. It's just, it gets to a point where, like I said, 
about halfway through a little bit more, it just kind of hits a wall and becomes pretty dull. But um, yeah, there's there's Rex Nebular and the Cosmic Gender Bender for you. Wow. Yeah. That was a pretty... I did not expect you were going to go that far in depth with it. <laughs> really? Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. think there was, there'd be much to say about a game like... Well, when you started, I was like, oh, this is not going to go well. And then you started talking, I'm like, okay, it's kind of interesting. And then all of a sudden, you're just like, done. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's that follows exactly... That's, that's exactly the trajectory that the game itself takes. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> this is shit. Oh, this is kind of interesting. Oh, here we go. Okay. All right, that's it. All right, got it. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, okay, yeah, there you go. Even though it wasn't great, it was a pleasant surprise. Now let's uh, move on. May we move on to our top fives? I like it. We'll do our top a fives. Out of, out of the ordinary, but... <laughs> we'll do our top fives. Then after that, we'll, we'll talk about game of the, of the quarter, and then we'll do uh, emails, which it looks like we only have one email this time. Boo. I know, boo. boo. Uh, Jay, before we get started, I'd like to review our last year's resolutions. Uh-oh. Can we have a can we have a prize for the winner who did who did best? Uh, yeah, because it's you. <laughs> I I am gonna be honest with you. I don't remember what mine were, but I would be very surprised if I did any of any of them. I would uh, like to think I did. But... I was just about to say I don't think you did any of them. Yeah, <laughs> that sucks. I don't remember what they were. All right. Well, I'll tell you what they were. I have I've got I've got a reminder for you right here. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, last year's resolutions. I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll go back and forth between us both. Um, actually I'll do just one at a time. That'll probably be easiest. Jay, number five, okay. Anamusha three. Okay. Wait, did I play Anamusha prior to that? You played one and two. Oh man, that sucks. Uh, number four, fantasy star universe. Oh, man, I've been wanting to play that forever. <laughs> Do you know what's funny, though? So I will tell you this. I've actually tried to play that game a few times. It's not an easy thing to emulate, though. I've had a lot oh, yeah. of issues with it. Yeah, I've because Dreamcast itself is not super difficult. It's not one of the harder systems to emulate. Mm -hmm. But, man, that game, for whatever reason, every time I boot it up, I instantly, I don't instantly, I usually have issues within the first, like, 15 minutes of playing. The frame rate goes to, like, one or two, and then I have to end up redoing my file, and it's like, yeah, yeah uh, not to make excuses, but that one I'm I'm pissed about because I actually want to play that. <laughs> okay, number three, uh, Super Mario World Two Yoshi's Island. Did that happen? I don't think that happened. I don't think so. Okay, well, I played it, but I'm pretty sure you did. Well, I played a little bit of it. Uh, I don't think you did. Number two, Civ One or Two or Total Annihilation. Damn, that definitely didn't happen. I actually, you know, what's, what's interesting though is I kind of lost my interest in playing Civ for a while. Oh, really? After you and I, yeah, you and I binged playing five or was it five or six? Uh, it, was five. it was five. Yeah, you and I binged playing five a lot for a while there. At least I did, and then I ended up getting kind of burned out on the whole concept. Yeah, I haven't. I, I've peeked my head in every once in a while, but I haven't had enough interest to actually uh, want to play it again. I've never played one or two. I, I bet they're a little rough. That's what I read. That's what people have said. Really. Mm -hmm. And your it's number, huh? It's not surprising. No, not really. And your number one New Year's resolution was oh god, here it comes play, play and point click it. Ooh, <laughs> no. Am I close? Uh no. Play okay. and beat Sonic the Hedgehog two. I played one for the podcast last year. Or this year, right? 
Um, you did. did maybe you might I have. Played you played of- it either this year or last year. Or I mean, sorry, you know, 2018 or 2017. I don't remember. It may. Let me use our high tech search engine. On oh our yeah, website. yeah, we do have that. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Let's see. You don't even have to type it in. You can just say it to the screen. Shut your mouth. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, I played the first one. Okay. Okay. Oh wait, no, that was episode thirty-six. Let me see. That was. <laughs> that was like okay. three years ago then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I did not play. It. Damn it. <laughs> Let's see how I yeah, did. I suck at resolutions. You what? I'm not surprised. I said I suck at revol- uh, resolutions. New Year's resolution. Hey, there's always this year. You can do better in 2019. We believe in sure. you. Sure. Sure. We'll go with that. Let's see how I did. Okay. Oh, here comes Ask Kiss McGee. <laughs> Number five was Silent Hill. Silent Hill. Silent Hill. Actually. Silent Hill is terrifying, actually. Second <laughs> <laughs> Pelton. What was that? Silent Hill. Know. Nailed it. Uh, number four was Pikmin. Nailed it. Number three was Seaman. Nailed it. Number two, Twisted Metal. Nailed it. Oh, man. What a good one. I think I did say Twisted Metal and possibly, I, I think I said like at least one and hopefully more Twisted Metals, but I only did play the first one, but okay. regardless. And then Rayman, which I which I also played. Man, you make me feel one. like a real piece of shit right now. I, I, I feel like I need to take my re- my resolutions more seriously this year. I think you should. I mean, you're, you got to show your commitment to our fans is I think is what it comes Damn, down but to. But that's so much work. And do you realize how lazy I am? Okay, what if my number one is to invest as much time as humanly possible when Vanilla Wild comes out and completely degenerate into a puddle? Oh, no. Don't do it. Don't do it. I mean, it's going to happen. It might happen. Yeah, don't do it. I mean, you know where it's going. Mm. I do, yeah. All right. um, New Year's resolution games for 2019 this time. Um, How about I'll I'll go first on these? Number five. Uh, in general, this is not a specific game, but I, I am going to play more sports games this year. Um, even after your, after your <laughs> last little stint through the regular Nintendo? Even after playing four Nintendo sports games, which are not very good. Uh, yes, I play it I, because I kind of realize that they've sort of been neglected on the Classic Gaming Podcast. I sort of realized that <laughs> as I played NHL 94. I was like, wait a minute, what else... What other sports games have I even played uh, for, you know, for the podcast? And I couldn't, there there was that and Tech Mobile, which I which was also just last year. I can't even really think of anything else. So, uh, I, yeah, I did play we NHL 94 and love that shit. <laughs> yeah, NHL 94 is fucking killer. Uh, but anyway, I, I kind of came to the realization that we've, that those have been kind of neglected on the podcast. So, I'm going to play more sports games this year. Not, none in particular. Well, there are. I will say I want to play uh, NBA Live 95 because I used to love that one. Uh, one of the original John Madden footballs, probably the original one for SNES. And, uh, but, but a bunch more besides those. Those are, those are just the ones that come to mind. I like it. Not, not too specific. Uh, do you want to look at the meme I just sent you real quick? Yeah, I saw it. That's, I that's you. Made, I just made that meme. You just made it? Yeah, that's what I just made. That's what I was talking about. Oh, good job. Uh, I'm proud of you. Hey, you're welcome. So, as I kind of talked about earlier, uh, my brother and I have been talking about these lists that we want to play and beat specific games. Um, I'm not going to use the two games that I beat this, the, this past week or week and a half uh, because it was kind of prior to me making the list, but it's a good start, right? 
so the first game, actually, I'll then if we we're just talking about Twisted Metal, I want to play and beat one of the Twisted Metals that I haven't talked about in the podcast yet. And I'm going to do this more general kind of style of saying, like, I want to beat a, uh, I'm not going to say I want to beat a specific title. I'm usually just going to talk about exactly how I worded it, just saying I want to beat one of these titles. It doesn't have to be exact, specifically one of them. Uh, just because it there are times it, that gives you a little bit more leeway. A little bit more wiggle room, a little more, more potential, right? More opportunities. Right. So, uh, but yeah, Twisted Metal, you, you and I talked about this earlier this year when you played Twisted Metal 1, correct? Yes. You played 1, right? Yep. Yeah. It is a very fun series. It's, a, again, the word unique, but it's a very unique series, and I have actually been itching to play one of them. I just haven't decided which one I'm going to jump into yet. I kind of want to play two because of Axel and the nostalgia that's involved in that, but I believe the third one's supposed to be pretty is good. Is Axel on two? I don't, I don't, all I remember yeah, I are the first two. one and Twisted Metal Black. Yes, I think the second one's the first one that Axel is in it, and okay. I played him a shit ton. Uh, I think that's his name. And then the obviously, I'm leaning between that and Twist Metal Black, which okay. you know, for a million different reasons. But uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll, I should. I'm not gonna say I'm guaranteeing <laughs> anything because I don't want to look like a jackass. But we'll probably be here about some more Twist Metal this year at some point. Cool. All right, my number four is uh, lost. I lost it. That's it. I'm not playing any more games this year, I guess. Wow. That's your goal? Holy shit. <laughs> oh, here we go. Okay. Oh, okay. Wow. This is... Uh, I'm not going to tell you the title because it's a secret, but I, it is a specific game that I have that I started playing um, uh, along those lines. It's, I mean, the game is Ooh. nothing like Kingdom Hearts, but it's a game that I started playing um, early last year, and I, I think I've talked about this once or twice. And it's a, uh, it, just like Kingdom Hearts, it is a very well-known game that a lot mm. of people love, and I've heard a lot of people also hate. Wow. This Why game, are you being so vague with it? Because I want it to be a surprise, because I, I, want, I want to just wait until I'm done and then talk about it. Is it a game that I really I gotta, like? I want, to, I want to build up the, te- no, I'm just building up the tension. Okay. So everybody is on the edge of their seat. Waiting to find out what this game is. If you think I'm moving in my seat right now, I... you, you are high. You you must be stoned. There's no way. Jay, this game, I would rather beat Kingdom Hearts four times in a row than play. What this year game. did it come out? Will you tell me that much? That'd give a lot away, actually. But it still. might. Let me see. Let me, see. Let me look okay. at it. <laughs> see. I mean, you can be general because you can say like ninety-five to two thousand. Okay, I'll give you. A, I'll give you a range. It came out in the. Early 2000s. Um, it came, <laughs> um, 19, very late, very late 90s. Okay, so between 95 and, and 2000. Well, 95 and 99. Okay. Okay, that gives me something to work with. Um, I'm excited. I don't know what the high <laughs> I can, this game is, to me, so ridiculously bad that I couldn't even keep playing it. Like, I try, I, and, and also, I don't want to talk about it until I've actually played the whole thing because I just have to I, I have to know everything about it so I, so that I can fully talk about how fucking terrible this game is. Have I played it for the podcast before? No, you have not played it for the podcast. I'm going to guess it's an N64 game. Okay. Yeah, that's not right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh by the way, I forgot to mention this. I didn't numerically order mine in any special way. I just kind of did because that's I'm fun. looking at all. Kind of, okay, I, I just want to clarify. My, mine are in order, more. but I mean, you don't you don't have to be. Yeah, that's how much I care about resolutions. You know, I just don't. Put them in order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. 
um I, my my goal what i'm going to try to do is play is try to play um an hour a week until i finish jesus i just I'm can't so i just can't do any more than that okay what do you have for number uh, my uh, number 2 number no 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 my number, number 4 whatever and no particular yeah. my next one is okay. going to be uh pikmin 2 so I played, you oh, played cool. Pikmin 1 this last year. I think I played Pikmin 1 the year before. I, I truly enjoy this game. I've tried Pikmin 2 a few times, but couldn't get into it for a couple of reasons um, that I'll talk about next time on the podcast. Oh, Maybe shit. Oh, shit, son. Uh, no, so uh, there's there some issues that I had with it that I couldn't get into it, uh, but I'm I'm very committed to, to tr- trying to play. The first one is just such a fun game that I know if I put a good three hours into the second one that I'll get to that point in this one to where I will enjoy it. I'm hoping. Um, I've heard good reviews about it. The reviews overall seem pretty positive, so I am optimistic. All right, cool. Let's do it. My number three is Eternal Darkness. <laughs> this is the GameCube horror game. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about it. I know it's vaguely... Along the lines of Resident Evil, but not really. I know it's a lot different than that. Um, and that is supposed to be really good. That's all I know. Don't spoil anything. I know very little about it, so... Oh, you've never played it? I've watched people play it. I don't think I've actually played it myself. I'd have to... I, I, I've played a decent amount of GameCube titles, but some of them I didn't play enough to really... it To make it stick in my memory, I guess that's the way to put it. Okay, I've, I've heard a lot of good things about this game, so... <laughs> So I, I'm, this is what I'm going for. Um, my next one is I want to play and beat, uh, specifically beat Diablo 1. This, I, I believe I beat it a long time ago, and it was quite challenging. when I, I was a lot younger, and I wasn't nearly as equipped and you know, <laughs> handsome and strong as I am now in video games. So it was, it was a much <laughs> different experience for me. But I am anticipating just brutally dominating this game and just having it tap within the first 30 seconds now I, I imagine that i will have no problem beating it this time but again i'm going into it very egotistically and i'm even more cocky about it to go into it. i'm tempted to play one of the more difficult classes because i believe there's a pretty pretty good class hierarchy and one of the classes is substantially easier than the other two but i don't know i am excited to try it and i'm actually going to play this game with my brother and neither one of us remembers too much about it so it'll be a It'll be a fun experience. It'll be some raging. I'm sure we'll die a few times. Cool. So. All right. (laughs) My number two is Star Control 2. This is supposed to be one of the best PC games ever made. Uh, It's a pretty old PC game. Obviously, it's like a sci-fi kind of... Don't even know a whole lot about it. I know that it's kind of RPG-ish, kind of adventure-ish. That's basically all I know. Uh, Star Control 2. It's supposed to be amazing. When did it come out? It came out What's in... this? Is this for Star? It's PC. It's a PC game. It was like a DOS okay. game. Uh, it came out okay. in 92. Oh, no, it was... Sorry, not DOS. It was for... It was It was Windows, according to Wikipedia. Jeez, but, Robert. How do you mix those up? 1992. Um, I'm really looking forward to playing this. Is this what you're playing right now? Nope. Damn. Uh, what are we at? Number two? Uh, that was that was my yeah number two. Okay. Uh, my next one is I want to play, and I may not finish this one depending on how long it takes. But uh, Max Payne, I played Max Payne when. It oh first man! Came out. I, Wait, actually, no. I have to take this off because I've played this for the podcast already. I don't think so. Have you? 
Let's use I am that, almost positive let's use that I have. Let's use that search. It's it's funny because the more we talk about games, even if we didn't play them directly for the podcast, the harder it becomes for me to remember. I don't think we'll, you've uh, no, you've not played this. No, we haven't played this on the podcast. Oh wow! I've talked about it in depth with you before. I'm almost positive. Okay, regardless, at some point, I'm either going to play this one or the second one. I haven't decided yet. I don't know if I'll beat it because I remember this game looking and being pretty rough at the. T- it, it was fun at the time. But it was pretty damn rough in terms I of. I kind of remember that play. too. I sort of remember. I sort of remember it similarly. Man, I swear we've talked about this podcast. Maybe we talked about it for one of one of our top fives or something. But Maybe. I remember one of the the first cutscenes. Let me see if I could find it. Oh my gosh, you're gonna laugh your dick off. Oh, I think I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm like, it's one of. The, 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 I think you, you might have actually just said this. This is one of the cutscenes, like super early on in the game. It's right? like the very first one. Like it's like the, <laughs> and he's making this face, like because yes. they don't do much. He does this face, but it's like a serious. Yeah, yeah, that's not the scene, right? Yeah, this is not the scene exactly. Yeah, but yeah. It's right at the beginning, he's like standing on top of a building or something. Yeah, he's just like yeah. standing there. He's not really okay. doing anything. <laughs> yeah, else, I will. I am planning to play and hopefully beat, but we'll see. I don't want to commit to that one yet because I don't know how long this game is. Uh, but Max Payne, and, and I'll be honest with you, the story, I remember enjoying the story. It was very morbid and dark, uh, but I do remember the story being pretty gripping at times. So um, Yeah, I remember that was kind of like the big thing about it. Everybody was like, oh shit, the story is so, it's so fucking dark, which is like. I'm 14 and this is deep, yeah. There wasn't anything like that at the time. So, I mean, that was kind of, that was like a legitimate, you know. It was a Rockstar game, wasn't it? No. Really? Oh, the first one was Remedy. The second one was Rockstar. Really? Okay. I didn't Excuse know that. me. The third one was Rockstar. <laughs> okay. Well, I didn't Anyways. I wouldn't have thought that either. But anyway, um, yeah, this I, I would really like to hear your thoughts on this. Um, I have a feeling I, it's been pretty tough. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I remember the part that I stopped playing at was where you're dreaming, I think, and there's a baby crying or something like that, and you yep. have to walk on those red pipes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I remember that part. I actually, oh my gosh. The, the, the cutscenes where you go back into the baby thing, some of those are pretty rough, man. I remember this game actually being pretty challenging, too. I remember getting stuck a few times because I was out of resources. Because you have, like, that drug, right, that, that slows time, and then you have one that uh, stops pain or whatever. I don't, I don't. I remember the bullet time, but I don't remember the other thing. Yeah, there's one that, like, I think reduces damage received or something. I don't know. I just remember being out of resource and just being completely fucked into a corner. That sucks. Yeah. Typical Friday night, yeah. <laughs> All right. My number one is Gran Turismo 3. Oh, <laughs> I, I knew you'd like that. Such a fun game. You yeah. you may want to consider playing the fourth one. I would do some research, but I think the fourth one might be better game. Three. I just, I know. I'm saying I think the fourth one may be a better game. Three. I just have a lot of... Okay. I prefer the third one, Jackass. I'm just telling you that <laughs> I think it might be a better experience, but... Just because it's just better in general? I believe so. I don't know for sure, but I believe the fourth one... I played the third one a ton, and I don't know if it's nostalgia, but I like that one more. Uh, but I I would... If I were you, I'd do a little research and just see, maybe see if the fourth one is better. But if you want to talk about it, I can obviously talk more to the third one than the fourth one. I want to do the third one because I remember that being such a huge deal when PS2 came or not not when PS2 I came out. I spent countless hours in that game, man. I just remember it being so big. It was like Tony Hawk level of level of big. So, oh, yeah. and I never played it at all. So, I I want to uh I want to see what the hype was all about. And if I like it a lot, then then I'll play 4 as well. 
in all seriousness, if you want to play this together, I would be more than happy to sit and call and play this with you because I oh, love shit. this game. I, I love the early stages of that game. It's essentially, at the very beginning, you, you obviously have a, an allotted amount of money to buy your first vehicle. And the first vehicle allows you access to certain races. Only, only certain uh, races allow entry of certain types of vehicles. So early on, you have to make a decision on what car you're going to buy. And usually your strategy, it goes a lot into your strategy because obviously you get access to certain races, which gives you more money, which gives you access to more vehicles and allows you to progress through the game. So the very first purchase is super fun because you only have a certain amount of options based on the amount of money you have. And then from there, based on your initial decision, you can completely screw yourself over or <laughs> potentially set yourself up for success. And the first vehicles are hilarious. In a lot of cases, like the Beetle is, is, a, good, is a decent choice, but then you have to do the Beetle Cup. And the be- all the Beetles are pieces <laughs> of shit. They are garbage. That and, great. And, and it's just... That that aspect of it, of everybody because you're doing the beetle only races, right. so you go into the race and everybody starts off with these beetles <laughs> that max out at sixty or whatever, seventy. Oh man, what a, what a good time! I would I would be more than happy to to play this game with you. Okay, then uh, yeah, let's maybe do that. I actually already ordered my copy. I'll race you, <laughs> dude. Do you remember the licensing too? The licensing in, the, in that no, game. I, I've never cool. I never played it, so I don't. Oh really? That this is something yeah, that people always saying. talk about is. You, you have to grind your licenses so that you, you have a series of races and you get ranked from from not complete to a gold medal. And if you get all golds of a specific license, because there's multiple licenses, you can obtain a really powerful vehicle. And the licenses you can do, I believe, immediately. So there's, so there's some pretty funky shit you can do if you want to spend the time doing the licenses. But a lot of them are extremely difficult to get golds on, like like very like 50, 60, 70 tries before you'll get a gold. And that's if you put a lot of effort into it. I believe it because I bought um, when my daughter got her PS4, not this past Christmas, but Christmas mm-hmm. before that, I bought Project Cars 2, which I think okay. is along the same lines. It's 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 if it's not, it's at least similar in that it is a like very simulation heavy car racing game. Okay. And uh, I had a like I suck. I suck at that game because it's you have to play just like you're. You don't play it like you play a typical racing game. You have to play it like you're driving a real damn car. And, uh, man, what I does that mean? Huh? Can you elaborate? Can you elaborate? What does that mean exactly? The physics are are much different from okay. uh, a typical video game racing game. It is... The, the, more the, realistic or more... More realistic. Exact? It's more realistic. Okay. And, uh, and you like that, you said? Um, I don't know if I necessarily do. And okay. I, know, I know that's what GT3 is. Yep. Um, it's supposed to be a simulation. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I, I know that's along the same lines, so I'm kind of afraid that that might happen. But I'm, but I'm still interested enough to try it out and see. Um, but this one, I had a really hard time with, just because I, I just suck at it. I could just because okay. I'm not used to that type of racing game. Well, I can, give, in all seriousness, I can give you some pretty good pointers for it. I'm not like the best player of all time, but I've spent hundreds of hours playing this game, so I can okay. definitely help you out. Sweet. All right, so that's uh, that may be sooner rather than later on that one. Okay, just keep me posted when you want to do it. Gonna, I, would, I would actually dedicate some time to it. I may actually play like three and four to do. Maybe I'll play a little bit of three and then invest more into four to do a comparison or something. Okay, but um, we'll see. see how I feel. Sounds good to me. All right, you done? Yep. All right, my number one um, is I want to play and hopefully beat either Half Life or Half Life Two. I have beaten Half Life One uh, a while back, and it's one of the games that my brother and I actually talked about for a while that I believe he wants to play as well, but I'm for sure. I may play the second one because, correct me if I'm wrong, but the second one's pretty highly regarded, correct? 
Oh yeah. Have you, have you, okay. I have played and beaten the first one, and I enjoyed the shit out of it at the time. It was relatively scary for me at the time. It was difficult. I can't tell you how many times I saved and died over and over and over. I enjoyed a lot of the puzzle elements of it, and just the overall just gameplay was pretty damn fun. So if the second one is is anything, if it's better from what from what I've read, I'm pretty damn excited to, if, to potentially play the second one. Awesome. Yeah, it was. I I don't know how they would compare right now. Like looking both at them, both you know, sure. kind of this far out. But when the second one came out, it was kind of a breakthrough in a lot of, or not in a lot of ways, but in some ways, it was one of the first games that really used physics as part of the gameplay. And it really kind of showed that off a lot. Like there are puzzles where you have to use the in-game physics to make them to to like get past parts of the game. Whereas it was stuff where like in any game before this, it would be kind of like trigger events. Like there's something, I don't remember what it is exactly, but it's like you have to drop a barrel on some ramp so that you can like walk up the ramp and get to the other side of this thing. And it was like, interesting in some, in other games it would be like, okay, make sure you drop the barrel. And then, you know, it's programmed to when the right. barrel hits here, the ramp goes up, but triggers activated and exactly. Yeah. But this is purely happens. based okay. on the in-game physics, which, you know, that's nothing, fa- that's nothing crazy nowadays, but um, it was kind of, it was extremely uh, unique back when, back when it came out. No, no other game, did, did stuff like that and then what's nice with, with how much time you and i spend playing old school games i can still recognize and appreciate that even th- this many years later because there are certain games that i've played where i'm just completely blown away at the fact that how far ahead or how, how advanced they were for the time because you know obviously i grew up playing or, uh, games during a lot of these times so when i see a mechanic before earlier than yeah, some yeah. The other mainstream games it's like holy shit obviously half-life 2 is not a you know niche game or anything but right i can still usually appreciate it if it's if it's executed well yeah, I'm interested to see what you think about both of them, but especially two because two had some awesome stuff, but and, and I really really enjoyed it. But I'm not completely fucking nuts about it. Like it seems like everybody else is. Yeah, it's got a little bit of a cult following from what I've seen. So yeah. oh, it does for sure. Yeah, especially with Half Life Three being a meme, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay. let's talk about game of the quarter. Okay. Uh, what's your? No, hold on, I got, let me. I gotta hold you accountable. Let me write down your. Uh, you say one <laughs> and or two or one. You talk about Half Life. Yeah. You one or two. One I, or I two. will more than likely beat whichever one I play. Okay. Um, just depends how I feel about it. Okay. Um, game of the quarter. This is what we're gonna do this. T- this is what I'd like to do this time. Similar to how we've done it before. For anybody who happens to be new that's listening, game of the quarter is. A game that we pick every quarter of the year, and uh, Jay and I will both play it because normally we don't both play the same game, and also uh, all of the listeners are invited to play as well and send in their thoughts for uh, the episode that we talk about it, which we will announce beforehand. But obviously, yep. this will be in March, or it'll be at the end of March, because that's the first quarter of the year. So probably sometime around March, uh, well... It'll be around the end of March. Uh, and again, we'll tell you ahead of time when the specific episode will be. You can play it if you want also and uh, and write in your thoughts. But Jay and I will definitely both be playing it and talking about I'll it. Oh, Whatever episode it is. So um, I'm going to do similar to, to what we've done the past few times, but with just a, just a couple little tweaks. So what we've been doing, as you know, is like the past few times we just pretty much rolled dice and picked uh, games yep. out of uh, my library. 
out of I think we did my Gog library the past two times, and then before that we just picked an entirely random game, <laughs> which is that's actually kind of fun too. Um, I wonder if we should maybe throw in one to- totally random game into the mix just to have a just to have a uh, just to see what we come up with. Gotcha. Uh, I'm fine either way. I mean, it might keep make things a little bit more interesting. But we could also get a dog shit game. That is okay. Let, this is what we'll do. We're gonna pick six games, and then we're gonna let the listeners vote on them, kind of like we've done the past couple times. No, we typically we've done we do five games. I think that's what we've done, right? We've picked five games from my library, and then the and then the listeners voted. This time. Uh, what I've done is I've picked out, I've gone through, what I've done is I've looked at my list of uh, games on GOG, I've looked at my list of games on Steam, I've looked at my list of games that I that I would like to buy and that I would like to play and all that kind of stuff, and all the ones that right now look like something that I really would like to play and try out, and it's just something that I'm interested in, I wrote those down. Okay. So, so... You know, a lot of times when we do this, we end up with a random game like, oh, no, not that. I don't I don't I really don't want to do that. This time, all of them are games that I'm interested in right now. So uh, so it's something that I can be a little bit more excited about. Uh, I picked a bunch of those and we'll pick from those randomly like we do. Also, I've thrown into the mix some notoriously bad games. Because I think it would be funny. If we all had to play something terrible. And got okay. to talk about how bad it was. What kind of bad? Because it may be funny, and I may strangle you. Uh, well, you'll see. Hey, I'm not going to give oh, anything away no. until we start rolling. The, until we start rolling the laughing bones, as they say. Get out. <laughs> uh, so I was thinking we would do this. So I have this list right here that I've compiled. It's not a big list, but it's of games I was like, oh yeah, this would be fun to play right now. Mixed in with some games I thought would be fun because they're so bad. Do you want so I thought we'd do five of these. Do you want to add a sixth game, which is a one hundred percent random one? I was literally thinking this exact concept. Yeah, because if people okay. don't like the first five choices, we just have a random one. I, I would be so down for that. Alright, let's do that then. We'll kind of do it. There's not a great way to get a purely random one, but we'll do what we've done in the past, which is we'll we'll do like one through twenty seven and then it um if it's if it's like one, then that counts as, or if it's twenty-seven, that counts as a number. If it's one through twenty-six, that's the letter. Just, and just trust us. We'll we'll do just it. Just trust us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't. Yeah, you, don't <laughs> you don't want to hear the explanation. Uh, just trust us. Okay, we have one. We have. I have twenty-two games here. Wow. I want you to roll some dice, or do a random number generator, or something, or just pick numbers if you want and pick one and five. what, sir? One to twenty-two. You can you can just you don't you can use dice or number generator or you can just throw numbers off the top of your head. I'll tell you what we've got. Are you ready? Yes. Seventeen. Seventeen. <laughs> Superman sixty-four. Why is that so funny? Is that a game? Uh, yeah, it's a it's one of oh, the worst. Oh, Superman! Games. I Superman. was thinking I was thinking Mega Man. No, no, no. Oh, I remember the cover art for this, yeah. Superman 64 is supposed to be... Oh, the images. Oh, Jesus. I do remember this game. Oh, this game... This game. I've watched people speedrun this. The game's a meme. Yeah, okay. Yeah, oh, it's an absolutely a meme, yeah. Okay. Uh, you ready? Yep. 11. <laughs> Another bad one. 
good. This is for GameCube. Aquaman Battle for Atlantis. Okay, I don't. I have a GameCube emulator already set, boys. Let's go. Let me um hold on. I have a uh. I put up a Wikipedia page of of list of video games notable for negative reception. Not all of the bad games on my list are from here, but some of them are. And this that's where I got this one. I had never really heard about this one, one way or the other. But this is on here, and I just want to read, just so we have an idea. Where is it? Um, Robert hates us. Just, just an FYI, everybody. Okay, this is the description that this page gives. Aquaman Battle for Atlantis was criticized for its poor controls, graphics, and repetitive gameplay. GameSpot <laughs> GameSpot gave the game a 2.3 out of 10, stating that the quote the game itself only has the bare minimum requirements necessary to technically be called a game. <laughs> and even I'm these, actually really interested. And now. even this these components fun. are an ugly mess. Yeah, it does. Aquaman was named one of the worst games of all time by G4's program X-Play. In reference to Aquaman's hairstyle in the game, X-Play began awarding the Golden Mullet Award to the worst game. Okay, I am very interested. <laughs> oh, I didn't read that beforehand, but that's, uh, that sounds pretty great. Hey, way to go, Robert. I like uh, it. All right, all right. Let's get a number. Let's get another number. Oh, sorry. I was like waiting for you. 19. 19. <laughs> like, why is he waiting so long? All right. You ready for this? Yep. Middle Gear Solid. Ooh, interesting. And oh, by the way, by the way, let me, let me back up. I forgot to tell, I forgot to tell the rules that I had come up with for this. Uh, normally when we pick these, we don't vote on our own list. Cause what we're going to do is let the listeners vote and whichever gets the most votes, uh, is what we'll play. For this time, I am going to vote. Aquaman. I am going to vote on what I want to play. Uh, and also, if it's a tie, then I'm just going to choose which one I would rather us play out of the, rigged. Out of the tiebreaker. Rigged. Uh, it's absolutely rigged. But at least rigged. I'm admitting it. And you can, typically you have abstained from voting. You're allowed to vote if you want to, but you don't have to. I'll probably abstain. Okay. Yeah, so All right. Give me, another, give me another one. 14. Daikatana. This is okay. the John Romero game that was supposed to. Uh, it's that there were. I've. I don't remember if it was a uh, like an editorial piece or an ad that said John Romero is going to make you his bitch. What uh, in re- in regards to this game Daikatana that that came out and it was supposed to like be the next big thing and it was going to like blow you away and it ended up sucking hardcore. Jesus. You ready? Yeah, one more. And then we'll do the well, total and these are, I, I, I did a random number generator. I just roll high, so 12. All right, 12. <laughs> the Simpsons Wrestling. Oh, cool. I was actually going to play this really soon. Oh, my God, that's so <laughs> really? funny. Yeah, I played the shit out of this. I rented this game a bunch of times. Uh, what uh, was this for, are Sega? You, are you joking? Because this is on the list of bad games. <laughs> Oh, I know. It's not a great game. Oh, no, okay, no, no. It's not okay. a great game. I just, I wanted to play it again for nostalgic purposes. Okay. Uh, no, it's not Sega. It's, uh, it came out in 2001. What was it? Oh, PS1? Uh, this actually doesn't say. Oh, let me see. I think oh, it's, really? I think it's PS2. Maybe I didn't play this one then. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's PS1. Yeah, yeah, I played this game. Okay. So yeah, it, that sounds right. According to the Wikipedia page, it says, uh, The Simpsons Wrestling is a fighting game based on the animated television One series out of and 10. systems. Holy shit. <laughs> Sorry. 
blah, 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 blah. The Simpsons Wrestling received widespread negative reviews from critics. Primarily, primary criticism, primary criticisms for the game were directed at its simplistic, unbalanced gameplay and bad graphics. Holds an aggregative score of 41% yep. on game rankings and 32 on Metacritic. IG, yeah, IGN gave it a 1 out of 10. And yeah. declared it uh, the most terrific... Huh? I was gonna, it just says, IGN said, IGN declared it, quote, the most horrific demolition of a license ever. Oof. I just remember getting stuck and getting really frustrated because of how stupidly imbalanced the game was. So we have four terrible games and one good one that probably nobody wants to play besides me. This will be fun. I like it. All right. Now, I like it. Now we'll do our total, total random one. I might just edit this out while we go through the whole randomizing process, but we'll pick the game right now. I'm going to do it. I'm on random. Let's still take a guess. What do you think? Oh, I don't know what to do. What do you mean? No, 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 no. We're picking a random game out of all video games. All right. You ready? Take a guess what we're going to (laughs) get. Come on. Star Fox. Terrible guess. Like, why would it be Star Fox? Earthworm Jim. Burger time. It's going to be Earthworm Jim. You're going to get Super Mario 64. If I get it, what are, <laughs> would you flip out? Yeah, I would fucking flip out. Uh, this one, <laughs> mine, um, is a 2006 game, but it might be a funny one to go just go with. Why? Greg Hastings Tournament Paintball for DS. What the fuck? Why is this a fucking thing? What? You want to go with this one? Sure, this what is maybe enough for me. That's, That's what I feel. It's, it, I feel like the FIFA one's just going to be dull. This one's at least going to be, yeah, like you said, maybe a little meme I also don't think they're going to pick it anyways. Go ahead. I will hurt you if you vote for that. Just it's, make it up. It is. It's technically a. It's technically not uh, allowed because it's a 2006 game, but that's okay. We'll, we we'll, make exceptions here at the Classic Gaming's Exceptions Podcast. That's exactly what we do here at this podcast. So um, after all that, just took way too long. To to recap, these are these six games. Send us an email. Don't do it on Twitter because people do that and then email. I don't know. If they did both, and I should count things twice or what? So we're only going to count these uh, any votes that are sent in via email. Uh, so vote for one of these. I'm going to vote for one as well. Jay said he's not going to. We will play whichever one gets the most votes. In the case of a tiebreaker, I just get to choose which one we play. Mm. So I think like uh, I should get to choose since I abstain from voting. I feel like that should be you know. We'll see if it's two two that I don't. <clears throat> if it's <clears throat> excuse me. If it's two that I don't, and I don't feel super strongly about one or the other, then I'll, I'll just let you pick. If it's two, it's like, oh, I want to do this one. Then I might just go for it. Okay. We'll see. Um, since it's my turn, I get to bend the rules anyway. anyway That's true. That I feel That's like true. It. Excuse me. And I will say, when I place my vote, uh, I will do it before we read the votes on the next episode. So that way, uh, I can't be like, I can't strategically vote. I'm, I'm just going to straight up be voting for the one that I think okay, will be most like fun for us to play. Alright, so again, the picks are, the six options you have to vote for are Superman 64, Aquaman Battle for Atlantis, Metal Gear Solid, 
Daikatana, The Simpsons Wrestling, <laughs> or Greg Hastings Tournament Paintball. This is a whole bunch of steaming piles, man. It really I like is. It. Uh, Especially I, the third one. I, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I, I didn't think it was going to be so many of them making the final list. Uh, I actually had like like five Star Wars games on here, and none of them ended up making it. All uh, right. But anyway. I do. Anyway. Uh, these are the games. Vote for one. Send us. Send it in to the next um, for our next episode. That is when we will we will be tallying the votes and come to a final decision. And then, as I said, we'll be playing the game. We'll be discussing the game uh, near the end of sometime near the end of March. That will be the episode. Then we'll get to do all this again. Yay! 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 All right. Uh, let's jump into emails real fast. As I said, we only have one this time. I'll read this one since I always make you read the long emails and my throat seems to be doing okay tonight. Here comes Chase the Night Cleaner. Here comes Chase the Night Cleaner. Subject line, first email of the year. He says, hello, gentlemen. Chase the Night Cleaner with our, in parentheses, you and I, first email of 2019, exclamation mark. Damn. Well, this year is starting off with a bang. My kid 100% has pink eye and maybe has an ear infection. Oh, that sucks. It's hard to tell the second one as he is two years old and does weird things with his head just for fun. So I'm going to hang out with the kid for at least the next day. Maybe see a doctor about the- Yeah, you should probably see a doctor just to be safe. I'm sorry, I heard, Chase. All I heard was, I have the day off. I get the same with my kid. That's what I heard. <laughs> that means this one has to be a bit short, but I will try to do justice. Your top five games I must play in 2019. Uh-oh. Um... I don't know why he specifically said you are, because these are his top five. Are you suggesting them to us? I'm not really sure. Anyway, I think these are... It looks... I think these are the one. No, it looks like these are the ones he wants to play. So anyway, number five, Demon's Crest for SNES. <laughs> this is supposed to be really good. I've, I only spent about two hours with this game, but I need to give it another go. It felt like a really intuitive platformer with great music. And graphics, and anyone who has played it absolutely loves it. This needs to happen. Number four, Final Fantasy VI for SNES. I used to play this game every other year. Well, this is the wow. year. What will I do differently this time? Will I play a version where I can vanish and doom enemies for easy kills, or will I actually play the game for real this time? Will I experiment with the vanish slash sketch glitch? Who knows, but I'm going to play this one because it's my favorite Final Fantasy I hear the best version of this game was on GBA. Perhaps I'll try it. Number three. SimCity slash SimCity 2000 PC or SNES. I want to go back to one of these games. Haven't played a city simulator in a while. And I want something simple but nostalgic. Either of these, check those boxes. Yeah, you can't really go wrong with with either of those. Number two. Cyberbots Full Metal Madness for Arcade and PS1. I'm not familiar with this. This this is a Capcom fighting game where you get to choose a pilot and a mech and then fight it out like any other Capcom fighting game. I recently played this at a friend's house where he had his basement set up as a hacked arcade. 
with upright cabinets everywhere, and this game really stuck with me. I want to play some more to get a feel for it, as it's almost unheard of in my neck of the woods. Yeah, I've never heard of that. And last one, Alien vs. Predator for Arcade. The licensed Capcom beat-em-up that you either know and love, or I've never heard of. Oh, I know what this one is. Yeah, I've seen this before. I have the ROM for this game. I just need to get it working on my hacked SNES Classic using RetroArch, and I need... Oops. And I need to finish playing through it. Such a, such a fun beat-em-up game with great graphics and a semi-decent story. Can't believe I never beat this one. Yeah, this is supposed <laughs> to be uh, really, really fun art. The arcade version of this is supposed to be really good. And now for the question of the day. What is one game you'd like to play when you're sick? Oh, interesting. That's a good question. I would probably say for me... <sighs> Uh, uh, do you want me to go ahead Uh, yeah go ahead i was gonna say generally uh, the couple times that i've been sick for extended period of time and had a decent amount of time to actually play i usually play jrpgs like there are a couple times that i got sick and i blasted through final fantasy 10 because i've played final fantasy 10 many many times uh in a lot of cases whenever i get sick i usually either jump on that or i end up doing my annual tactics run through I would say oh, either really? one of those. Yeah, it's usually games that don't require a whole lot of motion or movement, you know, because you're, you're sick, you don't really oh, feel yeah. like getting up and, and doing anything extensive. So it's it's things that are turn-based, things that are slow, things you can pause at any point in case you need to throw up or, you know, other end or whatever you need to do. So I usually will play <laughs> like JRPGs or something that's kind of slow-paced and doesn't require a lot of mechanics. I'm not going to jump on StarCraft and climb ladder. <laughs> <laughs> you have a fever. Hold on, I'm grinding. <laughs> I would, uh, I'd probably say Brogue is a good one for me, but that's a game I play all the time, no matter what the circumstances are, but, uh, it's just, an, it's just, it's, it's as, as fast or slow paced as you want it to be. Cause it's turn based. Excuse me. Yep. And, uh, it's, it's a bed. It's a, it's a game that I can lay in bed and play like on my laptop or whatever. And, uh, so it's a gaming a, laptop. On my gaming laptop. And it's just a really, really awesome game. So that that would probably be mine. Um, another one that I feel like I, I play when I'm sick is is Picross. Especially, <laughs> particularly Picross 3D on 3DS. Because even though it is like a kind of a brain teaser, once you play enough Picross, you kind of get to the point where you don't really have to think too hard about it. You almost just kind of go through the motions. So I like kind of just doing that and just having something to do where I don't have to think too hard, but it's also not twitch reflexes or anything like that that I have to worry about. Just kind of like do these little puzzles and see what kind of pictures I, I end up with. Lisa uh, plays a decent amount of pick cross. I don't know if she does right now. She's playing oh, really? Odyssey, but yeah, she's playing a, a mobile pick cross and yeah, she's getting to that point where it's, it's becoming like second nature. Right. Uh, that's a good question. He says, yeah, I like that a lot. It's interesting. Yeah. He says any JRPG will do it for Boom. me. I can't do those when I'm sick because I have to like, I can't like pay attention and I just get too, too tired. It would be one that I've played before, so I don't have to pay attention. Oh, I gotcha. I'm not going to play one for the first time. Also, Pokemon games are are pretty good when you're sick because especially since you can play it on Game Boy. That way it's like if you need to turn over, if you want to switch positions and stuff. That's what she said. Robert, we're all adults at the classic gaming adult podcast. I know. That's why that's what she said. Hmm. Any or any JRPG will do it for me. 
Something that has the complexity of press A to progress is just about the right speed for a day off work or school. Yep. Yeah, I can definitely understand that. For me, since I just don't love, I don't just love RPGs. I just get, if I start playing one while I'm sick, I just basically fall asleep. Rude. He says, and that's all the time I have for today, gentlemen. Thank you as always for this amazing podcast and this little section of a dedicated your audience. Writing in never gets old, and I'm happy you enjoy getting email, getting mail so much. Reading our emails back to us with your reactions mixed in is truly the best kind of fan service. Cheers and talk again soon, Chase the Night Cleaner. Happy New Year, Chase. Yeah, Happy New Year, Chase. All right. Uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for this wrap-up. <laughs> oh, wait, no, we got Kurt It's not a rapper. <laughs> we, we have current game, gaming subcast, but first... Send us your emails, mail at classicgamingpodcast.com. Don't forget to vote for uh, Game of the Quarter. Yep. Current gaming subcast. Jay, we were talking about, uh, what was it we were talking about earlier? I'm trying to remember. Was it Mario Party? It was Mario Party. Oh, Mario Party. Oh, yeah, Mario Party. Super fun. Super fun. What a, what a, what a, what a refreshing <laughs> uh, installment of this series, man. After the last one, and some of the last few have been so questionable. I didn't play the last one. I just read the reviews, and I was like, I'm out, because it's just the way people described it. I was just like, ugh. But this is so fun. They did a really good job of, of making... The pacing on this game is good. The maps don't take as long as they used to, like where you're playing for like four or five hours, generally. It, it's just... It is such a fun game. The mini games are a blast. Like it, The mini games are really good on this one. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying everything about this, and Oh man, I'm so happy I got it. In all I love I love the one where it shows the, the like the like the bad guys walking by carrying stuff oh, yeah. and all that, and one person the has fruit. to yeah, and the fruit and stuff, and they you have to remember what you saw. And one is one verse three, and the one person gets to pick which question yep. they ask. We are you. brutal to each other with stuff like that. <laughs> oh yeah, um, I also love how the uh, the the different characters have different dice. Oh, yeah, the strategy dice, man. The strategy I love dice. It. So each character gets one normal dice and also one strategy dice where it's, it's unique to each character. So Bowser, for instance, might have a dice, one regular, which is one through six, which is everybody has. And then his special dice is something like one, one of the sides gives you negative two coins and then yeah, another one is negative two coins and then it's like a two a and three and then an eight yeah and then or an eight ten. or yeah eight and nine or something like that and then yeah. uh so and then somebody else's might have uh you know two ones and then three fives and three sixes or something like that uh or probably actually that would be a little bit overpowered so nothing exactly like that but you get the point there there are dice that are really like lopsided and give you different things besides just one through six evenly and then you have one character who has all fours and a zero, I want to say. Like it's, it's, oh, it's, really? Yeah, so it's the idea of the game is you either you, you either get weighted of you know one through six or even zero, uh, and you can get plus coins or minus coins. And so from what I've read, a lot of the riskier ones are the best ones based on strategy. Like Bowser is, is apparently, I believe, tier one. Uh, and Warriors up there as well. There's like a lot of the riskier ones are up there. And and when you roll a zero for for those wondering, you re you interact with the space you're currently on. So again, that could add strategy to it. So if you're on a space that oh, right. interact a second time, you can go for the risky die, hoping to get the zero. And then when you do, you'll interact with the space again and either you know get an event or an item or whatever it may be. Yeah, I was boo the last time we played. I love boo. And he's got what he's got two negative two coin spots, but yeah. then the others are two fives and two sevens, I think. Yeah, something like that. It's a pretty fun die. Yeah. Uh, it is really fun. I, me and my wife and my daughter have been playing it 
and really having fun with it. Um, <laughs> the other game that I played, I finally got to Banner Saga 3, mm. and I finished it. And holy shit, this se- this whole series, I am so impressed with how good everything about it is. The gameplay, the story, the artwork is amazing. Uh, the music is really, really, really good too, but primarily gameplay, story, and artwork completely blow me away. Nothing really changes. There are some very minor changes gameplay-wise from, from the first one to the third one because it's basically one big long story. It's not like Mario and Mario 2 and Mario 3. It's like one long story that just has to be broken in three into three games because it's so long, more or less. Uh, but, holy shit, this game is... This whole series is so damn good. I actually... There are so there are multiple endings that you can get basically based on part. A lot of it is based on how good you do during the game, and I, I, I'm pretty good at the game. I'm not great at it, but I'm okay. But like I messed up on some crucial parts, and uh, that coupled with some of the decisions I made, I ended up getting what I'm pretty positive is the worst possible ending in every way. And there are even like two different parties that you have and they kind of both sort of have their own endings and I got like the worst for both of them combined (laughs) and I wasn't even mad because the story is so good I was just like yep this is this is just how it ended and that's 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 how the story went uh I highly recommend this game the series to anybody who thinks it might be kind of anything vaguely if they have any interest if you have any interest in this whatsoever if you look into the first banner saga and say Hey, that looks like it might be interesting. I highly recommend it because you you will probably <laughs> love it. It's it's fantastic. It's honestly one of the best series that I've ever played. That's crazy. You have anything else besides Mario Party? Um, no, nothing I haven't talked about before. Okay, that's the main one. Well, then uh, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Send us emails. Mail at claim, claiming. Mail at claiming. What's our what's our email address? Oh, what mail at classic? Wait, you said email address? Yeah, mail at classic classicgamingpodcast.com? Very good. Oh, I did it finally. Talk about whatever you want to, but most importantly, for this time, send us your vote for our game of the quarter. Again, they are Superman sixty four, Aquaman Battle for Atlantis, Metal Gear Solid, Daikatana, Simpsons Wrestling. And Greg Hastings Tournament Paintball. <laughs> wow. Um, follow me. I'm at King Octavius. Follow us at Class Gamescast. Tell all your friends to listen to us. Leave us amazing iTunes reviews. And uh, I'm going to go to bed and then see you guys in two weeks. How about you, Jay? That's a bold strategy. I'm on board. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, everybody, for listening. All right. Take care.